You realize we spend a third of our life sleeping? I know, stuck in traffic was a good guess, too. But now that you know you sleep so much, why aren't you sleeping on the most comfortable mattress arguably made in America? A brand new iComfort Eco by Serta. It's supportive and designed to keep you cool, comfortable, and feeling restored. Or check out Serta's perfect sleeper for pressure-relieving comfort and support while maintaining a balanced temperature. Serta mattresses made right here in Michigan, and they have been for over 110 years. Go to Serta.com. Find a retailer near you. That's Serta.com. Hungry Howie's knows there's nothing better than pepperoni pizza, but the question is, which pepperoni reigns supreme? Now, you got the crispy, classic cupped pepperoni, you know, the satellite dishes. Big fan. But why choose one when you get both? They got a pepperoni duo coming up. See, this is more up my alley right here. Pepperoni duo, you're getting the classic cup pepperoni plus the original plus 100% real cheese, unlike a lot of these other places around town. Get a large pepperoni duo, $9.99, only at Hungry Howie's. Happy Thanksgiving. If you're listening to this, Happy Thanksgiving as we kick off the biggest game of rivalry weekend. Jim Costa, Mike Valeni, cash the ticket. Michigan, Ohio State, you know it's big when it's the game. And Mike, arguably never been bigger. Number two and number three, winners in the playoff, losers out. Let's get into it. How you feeling? Spider-Man meme. These two teams are the same. Uh-huh. I, I think that's where I've arrived at. Like, beginning of the year, everyone put OSU on a pedestal. I think the opening line was like 16, Yeah, right? Now it's down seven and a half, right. time of taping. I look at it and I go, these two teams both have flaws. They both have injuries. And they're both the benefactors of the worst Big Ten of my adult life. So help me out, because about six weeks ago, you said the national champion is coming from these yeah. two teams. Now you're going to walk that back a little bit? I have to, because neither got better. Think about it. Six weeks ago, you could make a case OSU's defense had really tightened up. Jim Knowles' effect, all of it. And then they went right back down the hill. Mm-hmm. Six weeks ago, you thought Jackson Smith and Jigba would be back, and it would all make sense. And Get to him. Well, he didn't. Yeah. Um, plus, add into it, Travion Henderson, what, what is going on there? Ryan Milan Williams. Williams is hurt. You go to Michigan six weeks ago, and you go, okay. They crush Penn State in the second half, and Dominate you go, them. wow, all right. Has J.J. gotten better? No. Several performances under 150 yards. Um, injuries on their end. Eric All didn't come back. Scoonmaker's hurt. Probably will play, but right. you know, we'll see. Now you're looking at Corum, dinged. Edwards. Donovan Edwards may or may not play. And I look at a team who still never put a first half together, still never ended up playing anyone who mattered. Not, not their fault in conference, but it's the reality. Mm-hmm. And, Jim, I do. I kind of feel like it's the meme where all the Spider-Mans the are doing at the, each other. Yeah, yeah I just... So let's get into it because I think through the conversation and through the work, I'm interested to see where you ended up on the game, and I know where I'm leaning. So. Okay, before we get into it, though, I, I just want to stand up a Mike Valeni credibility alert for people. What? Well, the people who listen to this locally may have an idea of who you are and where you lean, and you, everybody knows you hate Michigan. Oh, Christ. But I want to give you some credibility and some credit. You are the only guy locally who said they would win this game last year, who picked Michigan to beat Ohio State. I don't know that anybody else did. Money so line. I, I want to give you credit. Yeah, straight up win the game. You called it a year ago. So I want to give are, you that. People are wax, dude. Like, uh, you know you know this, though? It's a sign of society. People are just geared. They only want to hear it the way they want it to be, not the way that it is. Like, it doesn't mean I'm being unfair if I think you're going to lose a game. Like, grow up. What are you, 12? Yeah, I went to Michigan State. I also, A, I never bet this game. 
because I only bet it if Michigan is who I'm betting. Because at least if my rival wins, I can get financial gain. Mm-hmm. And if they lose, I guess I paid to see him lose. It works that way. Um, last year, I, I did. I went all in on U of M. I even took side bets with friends who wanted to get <laughs> fun about it. And yeah, I mean, I, I just felt it. Now, part of me looks at it and wonders, maybe last year's team was the team you wish was showing up to the shoe. What do you mean by that? I think last year's team's a lot better than this team. I disagree. Okay, then let's get into it. I think both teams are better than they are were a year ago. Really? I do. Ohio State lost two games last year, and their defense was broken. Michigan, their quarterback play is a tick better. It's not much better. Their offensive line is better, and their defense has been better. But we'll see. I mean, both teams are better, and you got to go to Columbus. So that's the beauty of this game. Yeah, but you know what you else? Can't, is- you can't win from last year. you got to yeah, win this year. you know year. what else is worse? What? The conference. It's fair. Look, we're going to get into this, and I'm going to ask you for data points on these teams. Okay. You're not going to be able to give them. Okay. That's the problem. So I broke this down into little buckets, factors for the game. I love these. And we can color inside the lines or outside the lines, but mm. they're just there to keep us hitting on the high notes of this matchup. And then we'll end, of course, with who we're picking. Again, the spread is Ohio State minus 7.5. The over-under is 56.5. Game's on Fox at noon. Of course it is. Factor one, we got to start with Blake Corum. I was gearing up like you to pick Michigan to win this game confidently. All year, I thought Michigan was better in the trenches. They could follow the same blueprint as a year ago, and Mm. Corum would be the centerpiece. He's the engine that makes them go, and you saw without him in the second half against Illinois, the offense was rendered rudderless. So what's his status? I think he's going to play. Time of taping on a Wednesday, we don't have official confirmation, but I think he's going to play. You watch him limping around handing out turkeys, though, and I wonder how effective he's going to be. So what's your read on on Blake Corum? I think they're going to shoot him up with all kinds of drugs. He's going to be out there, and the question is, when the pain meds wear off and it's the second half, is Ohio State battered and bruised, worse than he is, whose wheels fall off first? And my concern is it's going to be Corum that doesn't survive 30 carries in this game. Well, and that's where it comes into the the health or lack thereof with Donovan Edwards. Now, again, I'm not going to do the whispers routine, but, like, there's a very good chance he doesn't play. Mm -hmm. So then you get into a depth issue. Now, look, Ohio State can survive something because apparently they had this freshman just waiting in the wings when Travion and Mylon Williams are either hurt or ineffective. No, I, I think it's a huge problem. I, I thought for Michigan to win the game, they were going to need to run the ball 40 times, you know, 25 for Corum, 15 for, or, you know, 12 for Edwards, and a three or four by your quarterback. Now, if McCarthy had been more electric in the running game all year long, I would probably tell you, you can play complimentary football. You know, you can, you saw what happened with Giants and Lions last week. You mm-hmm. take away Saquon, well, Daniel Jones is going to run on you. But I don't think JJ's been anything special in the running game. And frankly, he's been a little reticent to pull it in the read option and go. Maybe he starts doing more of that here. Maybe there's some offset. But I'm with you, Jim. If Quorum's not right, it takes away really the only thing I can guarantee you Michigan's going to do, which is they'll run the ball. He'll get stymied, but pop one or two. Yeah. I mean, and I was on after the Illinois game locally on radio here, and I I apologized right off the start of the show. I was like, guys, I'm sorry. I want to give you a big opinion to start Michigan-Ohio State week. I wanted to come on and tell you I think Michigan's going to win, but the dark cloud over the head of Blake Corum's health throws the whole thing out. Because if Michigan can't run the ball, they can't follow the blueprint of last year. And the blueprint of last year is the one time they actually pulled off a win of note in this rivalry in nearly 20 years. So it, 
we'll get to the other concerns. I don't know how much Donovan Edwards you're going to get. If he does play, I worry about ball security. If he's not 100% and he puts the ball on the turf, you can't do that in this rivalry game. Schoonmaker, I do think, is going to play. I am confident he will play. He was warming up last week against Illinois. They need the safety valve, the tight end. There's no Eric Hall. Schoonmaker needs to play in this game Shallow crosses anyone. Well, that's going to be what they have to do. I mean, seriously, let's just skip ahead to J.J. McCarthy. We'll go out of order here because you brought him up. He hasn't taken them to next level trademark. It's, It's been a lot of what they had last year, and eerily so. I have a Jim Harbaugh quote that flies in the face of what we've seen on the field. Harbaugh said this week, he's got it. Said in the summer, he turns water into wine. So glad he's on our team. Fiercely protective. He's got that grit and that determination. Okay, here's the reality. He's Cade McNamara. Here are the numbers through 11 games. 14 touchdowns each, two interceptions each. They're both about 64 to 65 to 66% passers. Yardage, damn near identical. Yards per attempt, Mm. damn near identical. Cade was a 148 passer. JJ's a 150 passer. They've played identical. JJ gives you 20 more yards rushing on the ground a game. That's the only difference. They're the same guy. And look, I just, at a certain point, it's kind of who you are. Where are the deep shots? Mm -hmm. Sure, they try them. They never connect. So, look, Jim, I thought JJ would get better. I thought he would develop. I thought we'd be at a different place. That was part of my confidence looking at Michigan a month ago. But pardon me, I'm unimpressed by J.J. McCarthy. Now, look, he goes to C-Bus, he puts on a show, he becomes a legend. Yep. It can happen. But I don't go into this feeling like J.J. can drop back 35 times and make magic. Do you? No, they don't, don't. they don't want him to. Hell, th- what does he get? I-, I was talking about it yesterday on the show. Look at some of these performances. 8 of 17. 14 of 24, you know, 156 yards. And it's like, okay, well, well, we were running it. Right, but guys, you made the switch at quarterback to be more dynamic, to close the gap on OSU. Remember the whole justification by the fan base? Yeah. This is what we need to be to Georgia? What, what is J.J. McCarthy right now? Right now, I would tell you he is essentially a game manager with some nice athleticism. Yeah. Which is, to be fair, a little better than Cade McNamara. A little bit. But not not what people thought they were getting when they made this switch. Not 11 games into it. Yeah. Okay, maybe week one and two, he's figuring right. some stuff out. But, right. Mike, the figuring stuff out never happened. I would accuse Michigan of intentionally underdeveloping him. See? Because, no, 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 because it's a conscious decision to throw it 15 times a game. And now you get your comeuppance. If you don't want to develop a passing game, you can't do it out of thin air overnight. That's the concern I would have for J.J. is some of this is him. Some of it's the receivers. You talk Andrew Anthony dropping a a ball in his hands in the end zone last week. It's not all J.J., but it's on the timing and the rhythm. And if you only run 12 real patterns a week, I, I don't know how you develop a quarterback. How about this? Here's a stat. ESPN stats and info. Michigan has faced an eight-man box the sixth highest rate among Power 5 teams. Everybody's stacking the box. They see what you see. They see what I see. Does Michigan use that as a chance to develop their quarterback? No. No. So if they come into this game and Blake's compromised and Edwards can't play and they have to throw it 35 times and they lose, we don't it's, have a, it's intentionally done by their coaching staff. No, but we don't have a data point. Look, I, whether in, in, intentional or not, it, it's, I'm not even getting into it, okay? Because I think part, I think it, the, the truth always lies in the middle. I think there's part of it they don't want to do it. I think there's another part they know they don't have the horses. Ronnie Bell's a nice player. What else do they got? None of the other receivers are any good. Eric All's dead. 
Schoonmaker's nice, but he's not Eric All. Right. And, and what? They don't Cornelius have Cornelius Johnson is good for two drops a game. Right, but then yeah. you also, you, you, you hit the button and you decide to take deep shots and your quarterback only completes like 35% so of them. So you say, screw it, run the ball. And, and it's got him 11-0. But here's the problem. If you, you can't run the ball, well, and if you can't run the ball. Here's another factor I have. Everybody focuses on the red zone. And Michigan's awful. Yeah, so I, I broke it down. Ohio State, touchdown percentage. Second best in college football. Michigan, 59th. It's horrible. Yeah. If the, if this if Michigan wants to win this game, I can't see Jake Moody on the field for more than two field goals. How about this stat? Ohio State, when they score 30-plus, they've won their last 89 games. 89-0 when they score last 30 or more. final, 42-27. Kept them under 30. Right. right. Yeah. So, so if you're kicking field goals and they're scoring touchdowns, this is the way it goes. Well, and, and again, Michigan in the red zone lacks a creativity. You know, you have this dynamic quarterback, allegedly, yet he's not really utilized. So, uh, again, this is either an inability refusal or the greatest sandbag in the history of coaching. Like, if Michigan comes out and dazzled <laughs> and slings it all over the yard and J.J. rises and becomes this massive red zone threat, because remember, guys, the most effective place for quarterback run is the red zone. Yep. Based on the math. When the ball carrier is the quarterback, you now have the extra blocker, whereas when the quarterback hands it off, you're shorthanded. Well, and they did a little bit against Nebraska, and that's what I think you have to point to as the saving grace. You saw a little creativity in the red zone. When condensed space is a factor, you can't line up and just run the ball. They've got an extra defender. They can crash the safeties in. How do you, how do you change the math? You run your quarterback, or the other thing they did, RPO. You option a defender. You make yeah. it 11 on 10. Well, the they RPO, did both those things against Nebraska. The RPO game to me is huge. And like I said, just to draw on that example with Giants and Lions, if you're keying on t if the defense is keying on your running back and you have a quarterback that can execute that read option, can get out the back door, I, I think it's irresponsible to not run it six to eight times because all it's going to do is give the edge a pause. Yeah. That edge, you're going to read them and you're going to go. And... Look, if that edge takes a false step, if he dives inside, if he gets irresponsible, I, I just I haven't seen enough of it from I know, Michigan. I know. I haven't. And the reason and rationale. I, but, like, here's the, the most annoying thing about it. it. It's all there for them if they want to. They have an paper, offensive line. They run all kinds of complex schemes. It's not like last year it was a ton of power and counter, and that's always under Jim Harbaugh. But they're running more complex pulling schemes and – they can do everything they want offensively. The quarterback can move. They do have RPO concepts. They could, in theory, to your point, be sandbagging yeah. and bust out the greatest offensive game plan of all time. I just, I'm leery without actually repping it against this caliber of team on the road that you're going to have the results you want. Which is why I've never bought the Jackson Smith and Jigba revival tour. I mean, I've said it for weeks. If he's playing in this game and going to be truly effective, he plays last week against Maryland. You need one week Get Tune the up. rust out, you know, get your timing, get your rapport. The idea that Smith and Jigbo will rise from the dead and put up seven catches for 136 yards, having no reps with his quarterback, meaningful reps in three months, that would be a Disney movie. So let's, you may let's, as well have Danny Glover coaching the team. It's angels in the outfield. Can someone explain the Njigba stuff? Like, there's precedent. If you just want to go to the NFL, yep. Paula Bosa, it's happened. People would send their mean tweets, and then you'd move on. Oh, Leonard That's, Fournette, Christian right. McCaffrey. It, just, but, but that hasn't happened. So I'm, I'm not going to tell you I expect him to play. If he but does, until what, they rule him out, like, So he if could. he does, what could you expect? 
Well, again, it's the same deal with the timing with Michigan. I don't know that he's going to be crisp. I think he's probably still a threat and, and a decoy at worst. You still have to account for him. You can't put your worst corner on him and say, we don't trust him. You're going to have to put somebody of note on him. And the problem is Marvin Harrison Jr. is actually their alpha dog number one receiver. It's 6'4". What do you do? Is, is, is this a spot for freshman Will Johnson to go one-on-one with him? Uh, to go no. size-on-size? I don't love that either. Uh, no. The one thing I'll say for Michigan's defense it's not the defense they brought into Columbus in 2018. It's not yeah. that Don Brown man-to-man get killed by crossers. They run more NFL, more zone, more combo coverage. And they did a nice job last year corralling Stroud. They got pressure on him. It was like nearly half the dropbacks they had pressure recorded. They kept them out of the end zone. couple Herculean catches by Ohio State receivers. But I thought Michigan's defense like delivered a year ago. And I feel like they're every bit as capable of delivering this year, right? Yeah, and and just let me let me give you the quote. Here's the latest quote from Day on Smith and Jigba, and here's how different it is. Juxtapose these two. Yeah, I would say expecting. I wouldn't say expecting. I'd probably say more hoping, but no update at this point. That was five days ago. Okay. Now compare that to well, what happened after the Penn State game, and it was, hey. Uh, yes, I'm super confident. Brian Hartline made some comments as well. Huge level of confidence. He would be back in the oh, regular no. season. Oh, boy. What? No, that doesn't sound good then, right? Right. And neither Day nor Hartline have, have specified uh, about the return. You know, here's what he's missing. Now, now here's, here's another comment. I really feel like any time between the team up north and the Fiesta Bowl, he'll be ready. He ain't playing. <laughs> Uh, and you're missing over a hammy, though, right? That's what right. this is. Allegedly, it's and a hamstring injury. Ninety-five be- catches for sixteen hundred yards and nine touchdowns last year for the Buckeyes. So here's the deal: if you're a Michigan fan crying about Corum, you need to, you know, the Buckeyes have every right to cry about this. This is their Corum, Jackson Smith and Jigba. You want to know why the Buckeyes aren't running the football? I think a big part of it is this: because teams do not need to worry about him. Oh, well, what about Marvin Harris? They're different players. They are very different players. I think Smith and Jigba out there on one side. Harrison on the other, or God forbid you stack them, you are manipulating coverage, you are making demands upon the way the defense aligns that you can't make when they're not out there. So when it's just Harrison, you can shade a safety. Correct. You can, in the in the red zone, you can bracket. It doesn't always work. Harrison's got 1,000 yards this year. He's got 11 touchdowns this year. So it doesn't Correct. always work, but they're way more lethal when you can force a defense to account for two. Yeah, I, I you just, have to play both. I don't expect him okay. to play. Okay. I don't expect him to and play And I wanted either. to give you that quote. I'm sorry to no, kind of make no. it choppy. I think it's good. I think it's good to mix that in. If he doesn't play, it does shift the, as we kind of keep moving the pendulum but back and how forth. how much has his absence shaped the way we view about Ohio State? Let's think about it. We were promised a super team. Mm-hmm. We were promised at one point this season that the only team Alabama wouldn't be favored by double figures against was Ohio State. Simpler times. And they were favored by 16 over Michigan. All right, well, you take Smith and Jigba out of that equation. And then we, we ask, well, geez, Ohio State doesn't look as special. Well, isn't that the reason why? Okay, but then they're not going to be special on Saturday. No, meaning Michigan is, is very it's much never in the been game. an issue of what's wrong with OSU. It's never been anything we couldn't solve. It's that Smith and Jigba is dead. <laughs> okay, he doesn't play. Break down Ohio State passing against Michigan's defense because that's still how they want to yeah. win. Do you still think they have an edge without Njigba? Yes. Okay. Because they still have the players, and with all due respect to U of M, what quarterbacks has Michigan faced mm-hmm. that you care about? 
Now, if you want to go reference point, you go, well, in the second half, nobody scores on us. Well, A, you're usually winning, and B, you're playing inferior teams. But I watched Michigan State, who's got decent receivers, and if they kept doing what they were supposed to be doing, I mean, Michigan State was able to throw the ball a little bit, go deep, take the one-on-ones, you know, dictate coverage. Keon Coleman had a nice day. I just feel like, all right, look, you're Ohio State. You're going to get open against just about anybody. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I want to trust Ohio State's passing game, but here's my issue, twofold. A, Ryan Day's got this weird obsession now with running the football, and they're not great at it. Yep. So I can't quite figure that out. I can't square the circle on it. But I'd still say, yes, it is an advantage for Iowa State, but here's where Michigan could counter, and I don't think it has anything to do with the secondary. It's the pass rush. Yep. How is about this, Mike Morris? Is well, he playing? Well, is it real? Yeah, I mean, that's a fair question. Is I think, the pass rush real? Because if it is, C.J. Stroud, when everything's perfect, is unstoppable. The minute anything goes wrong, the minute he has to move his feet, throw off platform, there's pressure. He's one of the worst quarterbacks in the country. I saw it put kind of differently but accurately he's not a problem solver no and I, I don't really think we talk about quarterbacks that way we always talk about arm strength and measurables and can he make throws right. accuracy problem solver is a really interesting way to put it when you are given the answers to the test ahead of time because you have the best receivers in college football for years you don't have to make the right read you normally have a clean pocket when things are muddy when things are difficult when the route's not open, when you have to solve the problem in real time, he isn't as good. And can Michigan, a more complex defense, well, force good. him to solve this stuff on the fly? It's not, it's not Don Brown anymore. No, and if I combine the fact that OSU's not good at running the ball, one misstep, weather in the 50s, but there should be some precipitation. Yep. You find yourself in third and long against Michigan, they got you. They're great on third down. Well, that's Now, I'll give them credit for that. If you stop third downs, you're real. So, that, that, look— there is a scenario here where I still watch this game, and I always watch Ohio State, and I always feel like they're one mistake from punting. I never feel like they're one play from scoring. This year's edition. Specifically, yeah. It's one mistake from punting. The NBA playoffs are underway, and you want to get to the game? Me too, but I'm a Pistons fan. Let me live through you. Get your tickets with Game Time. Game Time's an authorized ticket marketplace of the NBA, which means you're getting your playoff tickets even faster. Prices on Game Time actually go down closer to tip-off. Save up to 60% buy-in last minute for sports, concerts, comedy, whatever. Like, let's look at the Denver Nuggets. Reigning champs, hot ticket. You click on the uh, the game in the app. Flash deals, under 300 bucks. Yellow lightning bolt, it stands out. Red fire emoji, cheapest seat, 115 bucks, And that's all in pricing. That's no surprise fees at checkout. I've used game time to buy Red Wings tickets. Nothing better than going to a baseball game day of. Boom, boom, you click in, easy to navigate. Take the guesswork out of buying NBA tickets with game time. Download the game time app and create an account. Use that code CASH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem the code Cash, C-A-S-H, for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Which is a weird way to watch a Ryan Day team. When you have an NFL quarterback and you have, yeah, let's talk Ryan Day. I have him on here as his own bucket. The factor of the game being Ryan Day. The born on third base factor. Where he inherited a great Ohio State team. But he's actually lost to Michigan, unlike his predecessor, Urban Meyer. And that fan base wants to eat him alive. If they lose this game... Oh, he's in trouble. ...as a home favorite... You can't you can't lose back-to-back to Michigan, and especially um, with national championship aspirations. Oh, no. I mean, at that point, it's like, hey, Ohio State fans are going to say Michigan's fraudulent, and the only reason they beat us is we have this asshole as our head coach. <laughs> no, I mean, like that's what they're going to say, right My. or wrong. No, you might think he's a great coach. The NFL may end up hiring him. I'm telling you what Buckeye fans are going to say. They're going to go, they're a bunch of frauds. Harbaugh sucks. They never would have won a Big Ten title if Ryan Day didn't take over. That'll be the narrative if they lose back-to-back. It'll be, we had them, the rivalry was ours, and now we've let them back. It wasn't a fluke. They won in our place. We'll get to that note in a second. There's a lot of pressure on Ryan Day, and you t- and you talk about how he handles it. I do think he's more finesse than Urban Meyer. Urban ran a lot of shotgun, but it was still grounded in the idea: we're going to run the football. We're going Ezekiel Elliott, quarterback powers. We are going to dominate the line of scrimmage, and the passing game will come off of it. It looked modernized with the window dressing, but it was ultimately still a blue collar Midwest. Big 10 running team. Under Ryan Day, they're more finesse. They want to score 50 points in one possession. You can't do it. I think that has now gotten into his head. And to your point, they're stubbornly trying to establish the run early in games. And I I just, this is anecdotal, but all the games I watch and monitor for them this season, it goes like this. I click into the box score. I'm watching the game. It's third and two. They don't get it. What, what are they doing? 13 carries, 22 yards. Right. Iowa, Northwestern, Penn State, Maryland, Notre Dame, 
half the games on their schedule, and it's probably more, I feel like they start off super slow on the ground. And I think it's an identity thing. It's a program thing. It's a Ryan Day thing. And that would be my biggest fear as a Buckeye fan is he's going to screw this up. I have no disagreement. It's why I, look, I don't, it's why I led the show with Spider-Man meme. Mm -hmm. These are, think about this. You know, we're going to come to a conclusion. We're going to come to picks here momentarily, but we can pick apart each of these teams. I just don't think either of these teams is special. And when it's a down year in college football, like I said this to you, I don't think either of these teams belong in a four-team playoff, but they both belong in a 12-team. And it's a shame we don't have the 12-team because I'd love to put both these teams on the national landscape and have them go play somebody. People say that would ruin this game. Your thought? Um, To a point. I mean, reality-wise, look, you like the winner-take-all element. What I'm saying is I can't really answer for these teams until I put them in the deep end of the pool and just go, okay, go play someone on a neutral site. You know, if you're Michigan, you had eight home games. Well, well, what were your road games exactly? Where did you go? Oh, I'm Iowa, sorry. Rutgers. Indiana. Right. Like, dude, it's a joke. In, in one end, one of the biggest handicaps of the game I look at, I go, well— Michigan's finally got to go play somebody on the road, and it happens to be at a hellhole. Let's talk about that. I have a whole section on the house of horrors that is Columbus, Ohio. It's the scariest place I've ever watched a game. You've been, I've been, we've both been to games here. It's terrifying. Michigan hasn't won in Columbus since November 18th, 2000. (laughs) Bill Clinton was our sitting president. Hanging chads were just starting to be a thing. Blake Corum wasn't alive yet. He would be born seven days after Michigan's last win in Columbus. Yikes. The top songs, Sync's Bye Bye Bye. Oh. The thong song by Cisco was oh. in vogue. Former lead man of Drew Hill. And you could not listen to those songs on an iPod for at least another year. That's how long it's been. The iPod didn't exist. Jeez. Forget the iPhone. The iPod didn't exist the last Good time Michigan God. won there. So... It's going to be a sea of red. You know this. They are not kind to visiting teams. The fans will not relent. Michigan hasn't had a test like this all year to base it on. And look at college football broader picture this year. Alabama goes to Tennessee. Loss. Georgia uh, hosts um, Tennessee. Tennessee can't go on the road and match them. Home teams have defended very well this season. And even if you can convince yourself that Michigan's equal to Ohio State, doesn't that push things the other way? that Michigan doesn't have the capacity to win this road game based on the challenges that they faced this season. I think that's part. I I also look at the anatomy of how they beat Ohio State last year, and it was, you know, pressuring Stroud on basically every drop back. It was harassing him, and it was their ability to pound the rock and do the things they needed to do. Now, again, the trends are fun and looking at like, oh, my God, you know, 22 years, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. But it's different players, different coaches. For these two teams, is this Michigan team capable of going on the road and doing this? And here's your problem. There's no data point. Mm -hmm. So, like, when we talk about USC, we have data points. They went on the road and beat a ranked Oregon State team in a war. It's a data point. Mm -hmm. They go on the road and beat UCLA. Rivalry game. Yes, it's close in proximity. It's still not your home stadium. And they beat them. They go on the road at night to Rice-Eccles and play in a fucking war against Utah. I have data points that says this team has the DNA. 
And even if they didn't have all the answers, they know what they're going to be asked. They know what the test is. Mm -hmm. When I look at Michigan, if you're a Michigan fan and you're going, hey, Sparty, we went to Iowa at fucking noon to an Iowa team that's got the most broke dick offense that a bag of blue pills couldn't fix it. Nobody cares, guys. Nobody. That team, well, that team cannot get a boner. <laughs> as great as that imagery is, it's it's half true. It was a test for JJ early to not turn to what, the ball. Not shit his pants. Yes, against a defense that does that to people. But the second half of it is. It's not enough to just not screw up. You That's have to right. go make plays. And, and he didn't have to against Iowa. He will have and to against Ohio State. You know what? State. No disrespect, but here's how this works. You can coach speak and do all the things you want to do, but Michigan's players knew going in that week, as long as we don't turn it over, we're winning the game. Yep. They knew Iowa's defense is who they are, but you know what's comforting if you're a Michigan offensive player? You know that Iowa's offense can't score in a whorehouse. Okay? <laughs> That's comforting. So I just, I don't give a shit anymore about hearing about it. Now, well, who, who's Ohio State play? I can't give you a murderer's row, but if you go to Happy Valley and you're a Michigan fan and you tell me I'm supposed to respect this Penn State win so much, all right, well, Ohio State did it and went on the road. Yeah, and I, then an Ohio State beat a Maryland team that you're going to hold up. At least they had to go on the road and do it. There's just no data points. This is what I hate about this Big Ten. Uh-huh. Our Big 12, our Pac-12, it is presented legitimate, legitimate data points. Mm -hmm. And the SEC goes without saying. So this is one, Jim, where I just look at it and I go, this is a tall order even if you're battle-tested. But it's, it's almost an impossible ask if you've, you know, yep. it's like those new, you know, BK, have it your way. Like, Michigan has, that's been Michigan. Mm -hmm. Eight home games. Don't play nobody. Row games are a joke. Whopper, 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 whopper. <laughs> <laughs> Junior whopper. That's them. Oh. So, uh, Jim, that's it terrifies me. No, and it's Especially shit. with the backdrop of corn being limited potentially. Yeah, and it all comes back to that. So I, the last little thing I have, you know I love the SP plus, that stuff. I just have a last note on that, and then I want to get some picks. Okay. SP plus says Ohio State wins the game. They have the score 28 to 22. It would be under by a full touchdown. I want to start there. I, I'll, I'll pick the game. The under to me is one that I think should be played too. I would play the under here. Michigan's offense, we don't know what we're getting. Corum, even if he guts it out, it's one of the guttiest performances in the history of college football. I can't see them running up a big number on Ohio State. I do think the front is improved. Uh, I saw a great quote by a scout. They're not playing for sacks and individual, you know, accolades anymore. They're playing more as a unit. Yeah. I think they'll do a good job corralling an injured quorum, keep the score low. To Michigan's credit defensively, I think they have more answers to throw at C.J. Stroud without Smith and Jigba. I think under is a smart play. It opened at 60 and a half. It's sitting at 56 Which and a half. Which is still just above a key number. Yeah. So I, I, if you're begging me to play the total, it would be the under. Are you more confident in the side? Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I hate it because for the last three weeks, it's been Michigan for me. And I got to switch it. I, I just, the video of Corum, the idea that Donovan Edwards may not play, um, the fact that McCarthy has not developed, at least visibly, in-game action, the fact that I don't have the data points I thought I'd have, and 
you do return to, all right, they're going down to the shoe. And if if one of these teams is going to play a game that we haven't seen them play yet, isn't it the team that's had to think about that loss for a year, mm-hmm. the team that's at home, the team that, look, no disrespect to anybody, at least they played somebody in the non-conference and were able to get some answers about themselves, and the team that's had to play without their star all year long so they have a better understanding of what life is without it. Yep. Corum, this is going to be a new thing if he's limited. And again, guys, we're picking the game on Wednesday. I'd love to talk to you Saturday morning give you a better idea. Can't do it. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to lay the seven and a half. I think I'm going to go with Ohio State. And if you're asking for a co-sign on the under, I don't hate it. Okay. I'm going to pick Ohio State too. Really? Yeah. We both dovetailed away from our initial selection. Yeah. Is that how we know we're screwed? <laughs> I don't know. Because this, you're right. This was one of those games where I felt like midway through the season, we were go- both going to be flying the contrarian flag. Yeah. I think I, we I told gonna, John Jansen pick, two yeah. weeks ago, I said, I hope you know I'm picking you Monday line. Again. He goes to win. I go, John, OSU's not special. Yeah. But Michigan's performance this last couple of weeks, Nebraska game was ugly. The, uh, the Illinois game. Oh, well, they were sandbagging. You know what, guys? I tell you what, you got an excuse for everything. Then why do the games fucking matter? I, I okay? hate I hate the sandbagging deal because and we hear it every year when I get so sick of it. Early in the season, and it's not just Michigan, but they're guilty of it. The team struggles with someone they shouldn't. And well, the real playbook doesn't get dusted off until can we stop with the real playbook? Yes, I think Michigan will have a couple new wrinkles set aside for Ohio State. But it's not an excuse for underperformance earlier in the season. It's not an excuse for when you don't get it done and you don't move the ball effectively in the middle or late part of the season. They may have a wrinkle or two. I told you, in the red zone, RPOs, QB runs, they're going to have to call the game of their life. But possession for possession, true freshman quarterback, underdeveloped passing game, I don't think you're getting full Blake Corum. If he didn't get hurt against Illinois, this is like it truly changes things for me. I know you and I view Corum differently. I view him as a legitimate Heisman Trophy contender. I think he is the engine of the offense. If instead you're playing the game and the spark plugs are acting up and the battery's not going, right. you're in trouble. Sorry. So I'm going to go with Ohio State minus the seven and a half. Yeah. That's just where I'm at. I mean, the injuries play a role. And, and the other note too, Stroud's been in this game before. Stroud's had to do something in this game before. He understands the sting of it. He understands what he's up against. J.J. was nothing more than a toy last year. This is J.J.'s debut, big stage, on the road, first real road environment that's going to matter. I don't want to hear about Kinnick at noon. If it's at night, I'll give you something else. Three biggest legacies on the line to me. Ryan Day. Yes. Blake Corum. No. I think if he plays this gutty, oh, oh, my oh. knee's falling off and I run for 200 Emmett yards Smith, and we win. Giant stadium. Right. 1993 finale. Yeah. My shoulder. Legacy may be the wrong word, but like you get what I'm saying, the the impact of this game. And then JJ's the third one. I mean, a chance to go on the road and it's going to be. Oh, if, if JJ comes out and, and gives you this Mahomesian performance, right. that's legend status. Right. He's throwing 50-yard bombs in the, I'll in the rain. You, I'll tell you this. I'd add CJ Stroud to that list. If you're the starting quarterback of Ohio State University and you have designs on winning it all or design, you cannot, you cannot lose back-to-back games to U of M and be the quarterback who lost in Columbus. You know who he didn't say? And I'm proud of you. As, as the number one Harbaugh hater, we no. didn't bring up him on the road in big games. No, and, and again, Harbaugh, look, if you give anybody seven years, I'd like to think they could get something done. He, he did it last year. What am I going to say? Like, he finally did it. No, but this was a narrative, it. and it could still be the narrative that he doesn't win big road games. 
Well, look, if you want to turn around that narrative, that takes time. And you know what? Look, here's another narrative. He doesn't win his bowl games. He's one in five. Like, there's plenty of reasons to just be like, congrats, you got it done last year, but now what? But this is one where I don't think it's totally fair to place the expectation on them based on no, I agree. the great research you've done, the things we've just got done talking about. Ohio State should win this game. And the other thing is, isn't there a lot of money on Michigan pouring in on a this? Ton. So aren't we, you know, I said contrarian, aren't we really on the contrarian side picking Ohio State? Probably. Like a month ago, it would have been a trendy, hey, upset pick. Michigan's better than last year. Now I feel like everybody's pouring their money into Michigan yeah. because of the number, because it's more than a touchdown in a rivalry game. But the fact is, if Michigan can't move the ball, Ohio State can. That's how you make up a spread. Yeah, I'll be fascinated. And look, Jim Knowles, I've been a big fan of his. I love his work at Oklahoma State. I got to believe Jim Knowles, he's known all year what they would be up against here. And if Michigan fans want to do the whole we've been saving plays, yeah, well, you're not the only one then. If you want to play that game, I think that's over. How about the note on Knowles? Because I, And I did a ton of this, and might as well just give it to people. Yeah. Ohio State is ninth in total defense. That's up 50 spots from a year ago given up 90 yards fewer per game, second in pressure percentage. That's up from 38 a year ago. And some of the quotes from scouts on this Ohio State defensive line, they're no longer playing selfish, trying to get sacks. They're playing their gaps. They're reading, they're reacting. These are things they didn't do a year ago. And that's how you can punish a team. No. You run a polling scheme, a guy comes upfield and he gets yeah. KO'd. It was the Wild West last year. And I also think there was a, it was way too finesse. It was way, way too finesse. And Eichenberg is someone that they highlight too. The linebacker. 130 he, tackles. Oh my God. Well, you, Knowles came from Oklahoma State where Malcolm Rodriguez was the centerpiece of that defense. Read, react, get in the backfield, yep. make tackles. Eichenberg has stepped up into that role and he's been great for him. The comparison from this scout, and I know this is a guy you like, Eichenberg compared to a poor man's Luke Keekley. Ooh. Oh, I like that. So I like that. If you've got a poor man's Luke Keek Keekley roaming the field against a running team that may be compromised, that's how you bottleneck them and force third and longs. Now, what I don't like is all these things, right? Whether it's, you know, the 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 Baptists and the Sawyers and the Tuyum Maloau or whatever yeah. his name is. They don't have anybody on this team who has five sacks. You know, four and a half, four and a half, three and a half, three and a half, three, two and a half. Look, if there's something you want to nitpick, they don't have one dominant rusher. Yeah. They just don't. Well. But some, that that is a unit. They're going to have to put some pressure because when J.J. gets pressured and J.J.'s forced to, to do some things, he'll put a ball up there for you. Well, and I have a hard time. We talk about data points. Ohio State, we said it the day after, two days after, the Penn State game. How much of that finish where they pummeled them with their defense? was Ohio State's front yep. putting a game away, and how much of it is Sean Clifford and, Shan and James Franklin at the end of a game? I mean, it's both. Yeah. Ohio State didn't have that gear last year. Right. I'll be Look, if Michigan gets it done, one of the more impressive wins for Harbaugh, maybe last year will always be number one. Um, but I just, hey, if you listen to this and you see that Blake Corum is doing cartwheels before the game <laughs> with Beats by Dre headphones on, <laughs> I, then guess what? Disregard a lot of what we said. Right. But we're capping it Wednesday for you. Uh, you know, the video's out there of Coram limping. You kid's gutty as hell. He's tough as nails. Yep. He'll try. But it, the idea that he might be limited and his backup may not play, that is, um, that's something, man. Well, and again, whispers. Hand issue, potentially. Whispers. Whispers. And I just worry about a hand where it's like, well, you might try to play as a pass catcher. 
What are you going to Odell Beckham everything? Play one hand tied behind your back and catch everything down the sideline? Like, exactly. excuse, you're going to carry the ball compromised with one hand? Exactly. You're going to put the ball on the wrong side and put the ball in harm's way? I just, if if it is a hand issue, and again, whispers, I would be terrified to play him. I, I mean, and then what are you doing? You're going to a freshman in Stokes? You're going, I, okay. No. Con- concerns are there. More concerns for Michigan than Ohio State. And this is an about face to what we thought all year. But we're both going with the Buckeyes. But we're, we're going with the data. We're going with the injury. Well, and this shows we're not married to narratives. I mean, I, I think what we do, sports talk and mixing it up with people, we get caught up into narratives and narratives are fun. We're not picking based on narratives, though. We're no. picking what we think is going to happen. That's it. That's it. That's the end all be all. That's all you can there do. And I, again, predictions with few data points are very inaccurate. So take it with a grain of salt. I don't think these teams have great data points. Ohio State has slightly better ones. Play Notre Dame. Michigan played no one. Played Penn State and Maryland just like you. Common opponents. Beat them both just like you. The difference. They had to go on the road to do it. You know, are those some kind of like rock a Gibraltar data points? No. No. And, and then both teams have their underwhelming moments. I think the Northwestern game is petrifying for Ohio State fans. Where they ran for 100 yards on you, Northwestern. I know. Come on. And and you you struggled to run the ball on them. You mentioned the weather. That's the last note. High chance of rain, but it's not going to be like 30 degrees. So, yeah. And again, the rain not going to be me. bitter cold. No, rain bugs me a little bit. It does. Okay. That helps Michigan. And if the weather shifts and the weather gets worse, might tip the scales back over to U of M. Yeah, they, I mean, like there, there's a there's a scenario where Blake Corum is shot up with great stuff and doesn't feel a thing. Doctor feel good. Three hours and he just feels like he's on cloud nine sure. and it's raining and he has a 35 carry game and it's one for the, the Michigan ages. could absolutely and they win. win the game outright. Forget the spread. They win the game. Modern medicine and Mother Nature. Those That's it. <laughs> That's it. All right. Listen, more content coming your way. Enjoy the game. If you're listening to this, when does this come out? This comes out on Thanksgiving. So you oh, got a big happy window. Thanksgiving. Hopefully you have a better one than Jim, who will be doing takeout and work in the Lions game. Disgrace. Disgrace. Your family three hours away. What a disgrace. I got to talk to your parents. Absolute disgrace. All right. That's it. That's Cash the Ticket. We'll talk to you tomorrow.